Alrighty, good morning everybody. Back again, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're wrapping up the AFC draft needs with the AFC West today. Uh, and Wiz, we got a we got some uh, we got some pro days going on, uh, some repeat pro days going on today. Uh, and I'm curious your thoughts as to uh, what's going on there, and if you see any kind of player jostling here. I, I did see, by the way, where a number of people like. You have said that uh, Kyle Pitts looks like he might be headed for the Atlanta Falcons. I did see that this morning, but I'm curious your thoughts about these uh, these second pro days for guys like Lan- Tra- Trey Lance and uh, and Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know the the latest you know buzz about all of this is oh, you know, the 49ers. Uh, are going to be coming and they're going to be watching Trey Lance and they're going to be, um, you know, coming to Justin Fields' second pro day as well. But, I mean, to me, I understand it. Uh, there's a few reasons. One is you can't show your hand 100% and uh, and not show up and then, you know, it just it's completely obvious what you're doing with the third pick, even though to me it is completely obvious. But you have to do that. The other thing is you have to do your due diligence. Something could happen. You know, something unusual or strange could happen to Mac Jones um, in between now and then, and then you would kick yourself for not watching those two guys. So I, I get that, and I know, I know the the trend is everyone is like kind of like beating up on Mac Jones that he shouldn't be the third pick. That Justin Fields is a better quarterback and Trey Lance, both those players have much more of a higher ceiling and much bigger potential. And it's a bad pick. And he's not the type of player that you give up three first round picks for, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this when I'm looking at all the quarterbacks that are coming out, the top five guys, uh, if you will, the 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 areas where Mac Jones is number one, and when I mean number one, I'm not just saying above Justin Fields and Trey Lance. I'm saying above um, above Zach Wilson and above Trevor Lawrence as well. Are two areas. One is his pre-snap reads, and number two is his accuracy. And when you look at what the 49ers want to do and what Shanahan wants to do with that offense is he's not interested in these, they, they, they rarely run plays that are you know meant for these big plays through the passing game. It's pre-snap reads and it's accuracy and it's getting the ball out quickly to his players. When you look at the guys who are going to be getting the ball, the Debo Samuels, the Brandon Ayukes, the, the, the George Kittles, the running backs, it's precision, it's pre-snap read, it's about knowing where to go with the ball, and he's the perfect fit for that system. And I'm not, you know, sure, I'm not running a team about, like, how much he should have given up for that pick, but for what the 49ers want to do, Matt Jones is the right quarterback. But as far as showing up to those guys' pro days, uh, you have to do your due diligence. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll say this. Look, when, when, the, when the 49ers brought... Well, I guess I would argue that at the time it seemed like Bill Belichick was spoon feeding the 49ers, but the 49ers looked at, at Jimmy Garoppolo as being the player that you're describing, Mac Jones, a guy coming out of that Patriots system. Uh, we know the Patriots 
also tend to use those precision type patterns around the line of scrimmage. And if you look at those guys in the Niners that you mentioned, like Kittle, uh, Ayuk, and and Debo Samuel, now Debo not as much last year because he was hurt, but these guys yards after catch, that's where that's where they're so dangerous. And most of the time they're catching the ball only a few yards off the line of scrimmage and doing their damage then. Their, their receivers block very well. Uh, their offensive linemen are able to move out, out, out off the line and, and, and downfield a little bit. So yeah, that's exactly what they're trying to do. So I do agree with you. That's the strength, and that's the way the 49ers want to run their offense. I think they thought Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be that guy. It just hasn't been the case. Garoppolo's got, gotten hurt a lot. That's not to say that Jimmy Garoppolo still can't be a, a starting quarterback in the NFL, but I think that you know the 49ers are looking to hang their hat elsewhere, and it does all signs do point, point to at this point in time, Mac Jones being that player. Yeah, I mean, two years ago, they were just a few minutes away. They really probably got the best of the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. Kind of lost at the end. It slipped away from them, and he missed that big pass uh, at the end of the game through Emmanuel Sanders. And then last year, you could put a big X through the season because of injuries. But there's no reason to think with a with a healthy roster and – you know, their situation is, you know, look, Garoppolo, Garoppolo plays great, we'll be, we'll be fine. If Garoppolo doesn't play well, we're confident with the guy we're going to bring in. So it's a win-win for the 49ers. It's the pick they're going to make. And uh, I, I just think that uh, there is big potential for those other quarterbacks. But for what the 49ers want to do, Mac Jones is the right quarterback. Yep. I agree. Agreed, one hundred percent. So, speaking of right quarterbacks, uh, let, let's start in the AFC with the Denver Broncos, and I think there is a tremendous amount of speculation a- around that number nine pick in the first round, or whether the Broncos even attempt to move up. Uh, Drew Locke was drafted a few years ago. I think there is tremendous offensive talent at the receiver position, and incredible depth. Uh, you know, they had some injuries there, uh, but you look at Jerry Judy. Patrick really came on. We know Cortland Sutton got hurt the year before. Uh, last year, but the year before, he was a tremendous receiver. They've got two excellent tight ends, uh, Noah Font and the kid uh, who played quarter, uh, who played tight end uh, with Drew Locke um, uh, at Missouri. So offensive skill positions at the receivers, very, very solid, uh, but some inconsistencies at the quarterback position. And look, John Elway, uh, he's not done a very good job of drafting quarterbacks. We know that. Uh, Brock Osweiler was a disaster. Uh, Paxton Lynch was a disaster. And I'm not saying that 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 necessarily that Drew Locke is a disaster, but you know consistency is definitely needed. And I think they're going to make a decision when they're sitting there at nine, depending on how things shake out in front of them. You know whether they want to go in that direction. I think it's a team that needs on needs some help elsewhere for sure. That offensive line definitely not the best run blocking unit in the league, though they have drafted a couple of linemen the last couple of years. Uh, defense, they're getting older. They need some help in that secondary. So there's a lot of things going on here with the Denver Broncos. Okay, so is so which way are the Broncos going to go here? Is it going to be potentially if one of those quarterbacks drops, are they taking that quarterback? Or do you think there's more pressing needs elsewhere on this football team? I think it's the latter. Um, look what they did. They re, you know, with their re-signings and, and, and free agent signings, they realized that Justin Herbert and, and Pat Mahomes are going to throw the ball all over the field. So, uh, you know, they, Kareem Jackson signing Kyle Fuller was a good one. Uh, Justin Simmons they re-signed. Uh, Ronald Darby as well they they brought in. So they really tried to shore up that that secondary, knowing what they're up against in that division, and feeling pretty good about the young receiving core as well as well as they should. But still, I think you know they could use more help. 
at some of these other positions. At some point, they have to get to the running back situation uh, as well. But, yeah, edge rusher, I felt, uh, offensive line, and possibly quarterback. But I feel the Broncos are in a prime, prime position to make a trade down where they're going to see what they have with Drew Locke, give him another year, give him a chance, and then try and accumulate picks and maybe move down. I think a perfect marriage for a trade, if you will, are the Broncos and Patriots. Um, I just think moving down a few picks and the Patriots moving up a few picks um, make a world of sense to me, 15 to 9, 9 back to 15. So I see them doing that. And uh, I just think they're going to probably make a trade. I just don't know if with all of the needs that they have um, in a division where you have two young, you know, the best quarterback in football, and Herbert's on his way to being one of the best young ones. Um, you got to get help everywhere. And um, so I see a trade down. That said, if they stick with the pick, I guess they could take one of those guys, Justin Fields or Trey Lance, if they were available. But I think they have other needs uh, more more important. I could see them trying to trade down where they still got one of those terrific tackles at 15 and accumulated other picks and uh, and stick with Drew Locke. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same. I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, you mentioned the running back position. Philip Lindsay is now a Houston Texan. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 28 years old now. Um, you know, I'm not a huge Melvin Gordon fan. I think yards per carry is something uh, that's less than to be desired. Uh, they did sign your boy Mike Boone from the from the uh, Minnesota Vikings, so he'll add a little bit of depth there. But yeah, that's a position where I think they can address in the later rounds. Um, they don't have a plethora of picks. I think they they, they have a pick in each round actually uh, in this particular draft. But there's plenty of players to add later on in the draft. Um, yeah, I think they probably if they stay with the pick, I think they could go defense here with one of those uh, either like a guy like Micah Parsons or, or maybe with a, one of those elite corners um, that are available but I do think they need offensive line help as well so if a guy like Penny Sewell happens to be sitting there at number nine you know they're going to probably be licking their chops and, and there's a potential that that player is there depending on how things uh, shake out in this draft so but as you mentioned yeah, it's I think yeah I think to your point they, if Penny Sewell was there at nine they wouldn't trade down there would be no reason to trade back down they would want to take that player but if he's taken and then there's like two or three offensive tackles that they kind of have uh, all on the same par, a trade day, a trade down would make perfect sense for them. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you, you mentioned the trading partner and, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense, uh, you know, that the Patriots who are also, who are also trying to add their, you know, their potential future quarterback, whether it's in this draft, you know, this early or not, you know, remains to be seen, but that's, that's definitely a need for the New England Patriots. All right, so let's uh, let's go to the Chiefs and 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 the Chiefs. You know, look, won a Super Bowl two years ago uh, in the in the finale uh, last year. Um, you know, I, I look at this team and and the you know, obviously the most glaring need here is going to be the offensive line because they've lost and they're trying to reshape it for certain. Um, and and it's on all parts of the offensive line and their starting center is gone. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot happening here. And I still think they need some help in that secondary. Uh, offensive skills, set positions, I think they're pretty much set. But to me, it's about protecting Patrick Mahomes, and it's about defending the quarterbacks in this division. How do you see it for the Chiefs? Yeah, I think um, I think the Chiefs are kind of like under the radar with what they've done here in free agency and, and what their team is looking like. I thought... 
you know, considering um, that their offensive line looked in shambles, at, you know, during the Super Bowl and that they lost Fisher and they lost two tackles, you know, I thought they may have made one of the best free agent signings of the entire offseason, signing, signing Joe Thune from uh, the Patriots. They gave him a monster five-year, $80 million deal. But to sign a guard who's in his prime, who did not miss a game in five years, I thought was a terrific signing. They also were able to sign Kyle Long, who retired, and he's come out of retirement and play guard. Uh, you know, he play, he's, he's coming out of retirement to play for the Chiefs this year. Austin Blythe they got from the Rams at, at a center. And then they have um, – they, they have another player, Laurent Dunny Tudif, who opted out this past season in offensive line. He's a medical doctor, and for COVID reasons and wanted to help people, he opted out and hoping that have him back. So these are like four new offensive linemen coming in there. And when you have a team that is so electric on one side of the ball that you could kind of worry just about maybe interior offensive line play and defense and not have to worry about skill positions at all. It makes it a little easier, but man, the three signing I thought was terrific. And if Kyle Long could get back to form, um, Kansas City's offensive line could be pretty good this year. Yeah. I think when you look at this division, um, we've been talking offensive line with, with the two teams that we've already mentioned, and we're going to talk about it with the next two teams too, in the, in, in the Raiders and the Chargers. Uh, you know, these are, these, this is a strong quarterback and an offensive elite division. And, uh, where in the past, you know, these offensive lines were very, very good. You know, we look at the Raiders has been one of the better offensive lines. Uh, same thing, same thing with the Chiefs. But you know, obviously, you have to rework things. People age, people get hurt, things change, uh, and I think all of these teams are going to be addressing that in, in this division. But I think you make some very good points there. Um, let's go to the Raiders, who, who made some interesting signings in the off season. Um, you know, John Brown, Kenyon Drake. Uh, they re-signed Richie Incognito. Uh, Carl Joseph, their former one, uh, former number one pick, is actually back in the fold as well. Um, so, so the Raiders have been very active. Uh, they, they've signed Ngakwe as well, uh, who's been on. I don't know. Last, I think he's been on three teams in the last uh, uh, ten months. Uh, so he's he's been he's been a very busy boy in terms of packing his bags. Uh, but the Raiders, you know, again, very disappointing year in my eyes. Uh, they started the season off pretty well. They faded as the season went along. I think some questionable picks by this Gruden Mayock era at this point in time. It's an offensive line that needs some help. Uh, there's there's still some question marks around the quarterback position. Uh, now Derek Carr did have a very good year last year. They've got Mariota to back him up. Uh, I thought curious bringing in Kenyon Drake when you have Josh Jacobs. So which direction and what? on earth are the Raiders going to do? They surprised the hell of a hell out of us last year uh, by taking Henry Ruggs, who was definitely a disappointment, couldn't stay on the field. Brian Edwards, we thought he would actually make some noise, uh, wasn't able to do so. In fact, they lost their best receiver on this team, uh, which was Nelson Aguilar. So where is the Gruden and Mayock story going? Because uh, so far it's not started out uh, in, in the best of ways uh, as we look at the Raiders. Yeah, no, it hasn't. Um, yeah, I think every one of their picks in this draft should be defensive line, safety, offensive line. Like those, you know, secondary defensive line, offensive line. You have tall pro tight end. You have 
a bunch of relatively young receivers, I think, in terms of experience. John Brown may be leading the way. Uh, you have Henry Ruggs, who is in his second year. Hunter Renfro, I believe, is in his third year. Um, Zay Jones. I mean, you have a, a real young receiving core. And Darren Waller, of course, is what I mentioned before, the all-pro tight end. So I think they have to attack. The Enrique um, signing is helpful. And I, one of the interesting reason signing is people <laughs> may forget this, but in the 2017 draft, the 49ers made a wild pick they, to, to get Solomon Thomas with the third overall pick, and he didn't work out. It didn't work out, and, and the Raiders signed him. I don't know, sometimes with these guys, a change of scenery type trade. So that could be an interesting one to keep your eye out is if Solomon Thomas can, can get his career going and, and, and reach his potential that a lot of people thought of just a few years ago. But, yeah, I mean, the John Brown, they got Kenyon Drake and Jacobs. I think they have Theo Reddick as well on the, on the roster as the third down guy. But, man, they, they got to help that secondary. They got, against those, those teams that sort of won that division, defensive line and offensive line. And that's really should be what their picks are about this year. Yep, I couldn't agree more. All right, so let's wrap it up with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Terrific rookie season for Justin Herbert. Uh, I, I look at this team and, you know, you've mentioned this running back room. It's, it's a young running back room. Uh, it's a defense that's had just too many injuries to overcome. You know, right now there's still a free agent out there and Melvin Ingram, whether they bring him back, that remains to be seen. I do think this team needs some help on the defensive side of the ball, both, both at linebacker and in the secondary. Uh, I think they need offensive line help. I actually like the depth, both like you, you know, you talked about the running back. I actually like the depth at receiver. I think some of those young guys made some noise. Um, unfortunately, they signed Jared Cooks. So it kind of fizzled out my dreams of Donald Parham becoming the starting tight end, though. That'll be a situation I'll have to watch. They also have Steven Anderson there as well. Um, they did side Corey Lindley here. Um, that was their big free agent signing. So where do you see the, the Los Angeles Chargers going, knowing that they have a crown jewel now in, in, in Justin Herbert they have to protect? Like I said, some solid running backs. Keenan Allen is still a mainstay on this team. Mike Williams is a bit inconsistent, but I, I like I said, I like some of those young receivers who, who made some noise. Uh, so which way the Los Angeles Chargers, and they have a new head coach too, so, so things are changing for, for the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, Brandon Staley, you know, all him and his hype train, everything he did with the Rams comes over to the Chargers now, and we'll see how that goes. But I thought Corey Lindsley, home run. What more can you do for a second-year quarterback than bring in an all-pro center um, to join him and help him? Uh, absolutely the home run of the free agent signing was Corey Lindsley going to um, – Going going to the charges uh, to help Justin Herbert. They also did a couple other things. Uh, Matt Filer, guard with the Steelers, they brought him over, and then they also um, brought over uh, Odea Bushi from from the Lions as well as guard. So they they realized their offensive line was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. I'm not the biggest Jared Cook fan. I think he'll just be another guy. He's got a great opportunity, but the guy was playing with Drew Brees the last couple of years, and that 
high octane offense. So yeah, I, I like the signing of Jared Cook. Anytime you could bring in a, a decent tight end to help your young quarterback is always a good thing. But I just think even with those signings of Lindley, Feeler, and Obushi, um, I feel that they're going to just keep pounding in this draft and, and, and go for ta- offensive tackles, offensive guard, and then maybe in that secondary as well. So that's how I see it for the Chargers. Um, they have that terrific young running back room, so they're great there. And um, I, I think, you know, if they could shore up that offensive line, Boy, yeah, I know you felt the Chargers just a couple of years ago had a championship roster. Now with this quarterback and they show up that offensive line, um, they could be a force to be reckoned with. So I think a lot of people, it's interesting, probably don't realize this. So Brandon Staley was the defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams, uh, but he did play quarterback for the University of Dayton. And I think uh, I think there was a lot of intrigue in this signing when it did happen. Um, and I think that kind of that works very well for a person uh, like Justin Herbert to be talking to his head coach as a quarterback. I think there's a lot of help there. And, and plus, he's got that defensive uh, ability and, and the defense that he built in, in with the Los Angeles Rams was certainly a good one. I did see an interview with him where he did talk about um, the young receiving core here and he was super excited about guys like Guyton and we saw Ty Johnson at the end of the last season had a couple of big games and big catches I, and I know you like Joe Reed last year who was drafted out of Virginia so he feels that at least in the, in the interview that I saw that, that there happened to be a lot of depth in the wide receiver room there as well as, as the running back room so I think this is a lovely young roster in the NFL and if they can just add a few pieces here and there like I said I think they do the some defensive help, especially if they don't bring a guy back like Melvin Ingram. So I think you want to watch out for that. But I, I, I love what the Chargers are doing. And where do you think the Chargers go with that first pick in, in, in the first round, uh, Wiz? Yeah, I think the Chargers take, a, take, it, take an offensive tackle uh, with that first pick. I mean, I think they just want to keep um, – I just I think they just want to keep pounding and pounding that offensive line um, – in, until they they feel it short up because that is a very bad combination to have an elite young quarterback who um who 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 wants to throw the ball and they throw the ball over the over the over the field all over the field and an offensive line that can't protect them so they're picking 13th if they're able to get like Rashawn Slater from Northwestern with that 13th pick, that would be a home run for the Chargers. If not, they may take uh, you know what Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. They're gonna, gonna they're gonna take it. They're gonna take a tackle, I believe, with that pick. I'm sure they're hoping that it's Rashawn Slater. That would be a fantastic pick for them. Yeah, I, I can't I can't agree with you more. I think that's that's where they need to, that's the where the needs are almost necessary. And I, I like what the Chargers have on this roster, and I'm excited to see what they what they do and what Justin Herbert continues to do as as a young football player. So, all right, that's good. So that wraps up the AFC West and the AFC. Uh, next time you hear from us, we'll start talking about the NFC. Uh, like I said, you know this is going to keep moving on. We're not that far away. Uh, tomorrow will be two weeks away uh, from the NFL draft, and, and Guru and Wiz will continue to be right by your side, uh, bringing it to you uh, every every week uh, up until the draft. So, Wiz, I'll wish you a good rest of the day. And just to remind everybody, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure you tune in. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, Wiz, and uh, look forward to catching up when we next tackle the NFC. Yeah, you do the same. Thanks a lot.